When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. It's a slightly special edition of the podcast today. We're not going to be together on Wednesday, but I was able to chat with Nathan after the 4-1 defeat for Cardiff at Liverpool. So before myself and Paul get into dissecting the game, here's my chat with Nathan Blake about half an hour after the Liverpool game finished. So I'm delighted to be joined here in the Anfield press conference room for a post-game podcast by Nathan Blake. Nathan, not long after the game's finished, what did you make of that 4-1 defeat for Cardiff? Um... I thought it was a little harsh, if I'm totally honest. Um, I think first half it was, uh, you know, Liverpool quality first half. I felt they were it was almost exhibition stuff at times. Um, really, you know, Mane, Salah, you know, Firmino, Fabinho, watching them play and their movement, rotation was incredible. But um, second half, then I, th- I thought uh, Cardiff gave a real good account of themselves. They were a lot more energetic, a lot more running. Uh, better organised, back line was better, closer to the midfield. Um, so I thought, you know, them, you know, getting that first goal as well and getting back into the game. I felt, uh, you know, there was a probably a 10, 15 minute, well, probably a 10 minute spell, well, maybe a five minute spell. <laughs> It'd be a one minute spell after, in a minute. After they scored, after Cardiff scored, where you felt, you know, the, the, the crowd were nervous up behind us they were you know getting a bit agitated and what have you they kind of lost that arrogance that they had in the first first half that swagger um and they it was almost like liverpool were just trying to see the game out until until cardiff scored and then you know you thought mm, liverpool not able to step back up here and cardiff were in the ascendancy but then the introduction of you know when you go and bring on players like shakiri and leave daniel Sturridge sat there uh, just shows you the golfing class, really, and yeah. he come on and 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 help Liverpool step back up to where they had been first half for me. And uh, yeah, Cardiff were never going to get get back in the game after that. And Warnock saying he he had to remove Gunnarsson because he he can't quite get through ninety minutes at the moment. Murphy looked like he was kind of a bit of a knock. He, he removed him as a precaution as well. Cardiff almost holding a bit back because because like Warnock has just told us in this in this press conference there are bigger games to come. Yeah, there are, but you you know you you have to win them. It's simple as that. You've got two home games now, uh, six points available. You know, two points is no good. You need you need to be trying to be taking four as a yeah as a as a minimum. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a run of games. You know, I've sat in the boot room till I think it's mid December, fifteenth December. We play the likes of you know Everton and Watford and you know Brighton and. Not world beaters, well, are they? Well, none of them are world beaters. I think you've got you've got probably a gap between Man City and Liverpool, and then a gap between Liverpool 
and Arsenal and Tottenham and then you know Man United um, but yeah I, I just think you've got from top to bottom a massive golfing class but as I just said Cardiff gave a really good account of themselves but with Shaqiri's introduction allow Liverpool to step back on the gas and then you know kill off the game really effectively What did you make of the shape from Cardiff today because his hand was forced a little bit. Harry Arter missed out, and he, he picked Hoyler instead. It was quite an attacking lineup, even though in the first half they didn't yeah, play attacking at all. I was disappointed they? with Junior's performance, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, I me thought, too. Um, I thought he was non-existent, to be honest with you. Nothing in attack, not first half, not second half. Mm. Um, I don't know, can't quite put my finger on what's what's going on with Junior at the moment, but he doesn't seem to have that air of confidence he had last season. Don't know why. I don't know if he's carrying something or whatever, but um, largely non-existent, like I said. But I, I felt Cardiff's shape was a lot better in the, in the second half. I think what was happening in the first half, like Patterson was pressing on his own, but then the team was sat in. So I was thinking, well, you know, I could see well, I could see Patterson keep getting frustrated. But I thought, well, if 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 you know they're not coming behind you, then stop going. Uh, but second half he went and then three or four others went and I just think Cardiff have to show that confidence to say we, we need to press games we, we have to even the likes of Liverpool you know it changes if you force people into mistakes you win the ball in better areas and give yourself more opportunity it's as simple as that so. and they did as well didn't they the uh, that's half. exactly what they did yeah. you know? they so, pressed them. You know, they should be able to they should be able to take confidence from that and, and, and tell themselves that you know even up against the best teams in this league you know, if you if you stick to a, a a good a good plan and and execute that plan, you give yourself an opportunity. Yeah, uh, and Warnock saying saying afterwards that he was pleased with the with the ambition that they showed because they did they did sort of they had to risk it a little bit at two one, didn't they? And even if they lost four one, it was better to to gamble. Well, uh, uh, prior to that, the game was lost. You know, and let's be fair, I think first half, I think uh, Liverpool had eighty five percent possession, something like that. It looked lost all of a sudden the first 85 five minutes, didn't percent it? Yeah. possession is like unheard of, really. So you had no choice, really. Once they go a goal up, one goal up, you may as well, you know, just go for it. I think you know, Morrison's save on the line at the end of the first half was important because it just kept that one goal in it. And even though Liverpool had their swagger a bit, you know, uh, once they got the second, you see them come right down then and really relax totally, and then. You know, got sucker punch with uh, Patterson nicking a, a goal off that deflection off um, Van Dyke. So, you know, all in all, I don't think anyone's surprised at the result. You know, um, but you can take confidence from the performance, especially second half. Mm. I think if you look at the stats, 78% possession, 4-1, you'd look and think that was a stroll in the park for Liverpool. First half, I would say it was. Second half, I would say not at all. There's a second half a template for Cardiff to use in those next two home games against Leicester and Brighton. If they play like that, yeah, they've got a chance. Well, you just, yeah. And you, uh, my, my worry is is that, you, you know, we've played the likes of Tottenham, Man City, uh, Liverpool. Um, Arsenal as well. Arsenal. Uh, the big four or five, you say. Uh, and you've, you've not got anything out of it. And then you've played some of the lesser teams or mid-table teams as well. And you've only got five points out of that, um, so you kind of back yourself into a corner to say these up-and-coming games against the likes of Brighton, you know, Wolves, 
Leicester. Bigger pressure now, aren't they? they you've, you've got to win them, especially yeah. the home games. You know, Cardiff have got to target nine or ten home wins as, uh, as a standard. Um, and if they can pick up one or two wins away from home, great. But two or three draws on top of ten, ten home wins, you're still, you're still in the early 30s. You know what I mean? So if you're going to stay up, then... 40 points is a long way. Uh, it is. Way so you, you, start to, you start to look at where you're going to get the, the points from. So for me, you know, it's okay saying, ah, oh, we had a good goal and we give a good account of ourselves against the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal and Liverpool and what have you, what have you. But you have to go and win your games against the likes of you know Watford and Huddersfield and Brighton's and Newcastle's and well, a huge positive from today is I think that all the teams around Cardiff haven't haven't even lost. scored between them. I think yeah, Newcastle, yeah. Southampton, Drew Nil, yeah. Fulham lost, Absolutely. Huddersfield lost. Um, I'm going to finish. Ask you by finishing on what was your biggest positive from this game because we always like to be as positive as uh, we can. Callum Patterson scoring for the first time, first person at Anfield for I see. They say eight months, but you have to take the summer into account yeah. that no one's playing. 918 minutes. Yeah, so Callum Patterson getting the goal, I thought, you know, sniffed that out really well. Good anticipation. Um, that was a positive. I think, you know, um, how they started right from the get-go in the second half uh, performance. And you'd say the all-round the second half performance, that's the positive to take from this game. But like I say, you've got to go and put it into practice for 90 minutes not 45 90 minutes in your next two home games and um, come out with like I say a bare minimum of four points yeah word on the fans too they're absolutely fantastic today they even outsung most of the Liverpool fans I think it's just the norm mate <laughs> you, you're getting to understand Cardiff fans um, I've known it for you know it's part of 30 years so well, we're seeing the best of them now though aren't we yeah I mean that's just you know that's what they do mate they, they, especially I've always said when I was playing loved playing at Indian Park but I always felt a bit special travelling away from home with a, with a good army and when we were Division 2 we'd still take well we'd Division two when we won it, as I said in the boot room, took five and a half thousand away to Scunthorpe. So twenty two thousand for the home game. There so you go. So next week, no surprise. Next mate. week they're going to need a full house, aren't they? If they're going to, uh, they're going to beat Leicester. Yeah, they will do, but you know, uh, it will. I can feel the sense coming from the fans that okay, we've got like eight or nine games now, which uh, we should be in a better position to start winning games, and you know. But it's make or break. They're going to start period. to get frustrated if they don't start picking up points, right? That's inevitable, and it's understandable because you're seeing a team being able to do play against the likes of Liverpool or Arsenal, I mean, but in patches, you want a ninety percent, ninety minute complete performance against one of these next two opponents at home and. Hopefully they yeah, can kick on a lot of confidence sorted. and yeah, away you go, mate. Nathan Blake, slightly different Beru. Thank you very much. Pleasure. So Nathan there, Paul, quite critical of Cardiff's first half performance but saying that the, the scoreline ended up being pretty harsh. Was that the way you saw it? It's easier to say that. Um, I can understand why because Cardiff got it back to 2-1 and pushed on then Liverpool killed them off in the last eight minutes or so with those late goals look harsh or not Cardiff were outclassed in this game I actually felt Liverpool could go up another gear or two if they needed to as well 
And I know that Cardiff fanatics who are passionate about their team do find it painful to watch their side outclass. But, you know, Cardiff were outclassed at Anfield. A lot of teams will be outclassed at Anfield by Liverpool this season. Mo Salah was ultimately just too good for them. And there was a sense of inevitability about it, really, despite, like you say, that brief spell in the second half. Well, it wasn't really brief. I think Cardiff were good in most of the second half, to be honest, but they didn't threaten too much. Well, I mean, to me, this game needs to be Cardiff somehow needed to really keep it tight for the first 20 minutes in particular. And I said with Liverpool, because Liverpool normally blow teams away in those first 20, 25 minutes. Um, then try and keep it tight to half time, then regroup at half time, then it, then maybe keep it tight for another 15 minutes then it becomes a 25 minute game 30 minute game after that and you know but once Salah has scored that early goal from a comedy of errors in the defence it was game over I think and to be honest with you when Patterson scored to get Cardiff back in the game at 2-1 yes it offered hope for a brief period the fans were ecstatic behind the goal at the Anfield Road end but False hope, false dawn. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's like Liverpool. I remember after, you know, suddenly there was real hope, you know, they were hoping they could capitalise on Liverpool panic. But a Liverpool player, Patterson, I think it was Patterson, committed a foul. Needlessly, I thought. A Liverpool player went down and momentum was lost suddenly. Liverpool kept the ball for about a minute and any momentum Cardiff could have had was lost. Shakiri scored the third goal shortly afterwards. Fantastic goal and it was well. ga- And it was game over again, Dom. Yeah. Well, Nathan's saying to me, after the game, he thought he thinks Cardiff have put a bit of pressure on themselves now because they've played the, all the top five. They haven't got any points from them. Me and you were discussing something after the game in the car home about how maybe it's a good thing, actually, that Cardiff have played the top five teams in their first nine games and they've now got a run at it whereas their rivals who all you know had poor results they've got the tough teams to play um, well there's an element of that although some of those have, have played tough games as well what what I would say I understand where Blakey's coming from on that but I come back to it that they playing these top teams are almost shots to nothing for Cardiff and the truth is we don't know how Cardiff would have fared against Marina's Man United at the moment. United are in a mess. They're not in the top six at the moment. As we speak, as we're doing this podcast, they're 10th. Um, so Cardiff have played the five best teams in the country. But but I the, the biggest positive from Anfield was the final whistle, perversely, and learning results that had come in from elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Fulham were battered at home. Huddersfield lost again. Newcastle and Southampton drew nil-nil, a perfect result for Cardiff. So it's like, even though Cardiff have been smashed up at Anfield, results-wise at least, they still haven't dipped into the bottom three because these teams below them continue to lose or fail to pick up points themselves. And I do think that, although Blakey says, I can see where Blakey's coming from in terms of they're putting pressure on themselves they're not getting a single point out of a possible 15. But... The other teams aren't either, really. No, and so, And so I actually think the way this season is shaping up at the moment, I think that 17th place could be achieved with a very low points tally. Yeah, right. I think, there are t- I think there are... So what I'm saying is, I think a lot of those teams down at the bottom will not be picking up any points at all against these big clubs. It won't just be Cardiff. 
Yeah, what about on the pitch for Cardiff and what they might learn going into this slightly, let's call it an easier run, but it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. What has, has Warnock learned from these bigger games that he can take into the the crunch ones against their rivals? Will he, will he tweak anything? I think it's pretty certain Patterson will, will play up front for the time being. Well, look, you know, he scored two goals, so you can't really argue with that. Um, like Blakey, I certainly don't think Callum Patson is, is is much more than a very, very, very short-term fix. Um, but an effective one at the moment, you have to say. To a degree, yeah. He's certainly scoring the goals. You can't can't complain with, about that. He had a thankless task at Anfield, Patterson, for me. He, he had an utterly thankless task, especially in the first half when no one was getting near him. As Blakey said, it took the whole team to press in the second half and that's when he did get the service. Yeah, but that's the, been the case with the Cardiff strikers for some time, hasn't it? They've been left a bit isolated, so yeah. um, there's nothing particularly new in that. Um, Did you make a read? I thought he was he was poor and swamped in the number 10 role. Maybe that was just the calibre of Liverpool's defensive midfield. Um, I thought he was ineffectual. A lot of players will be ineffectual at... Um, Anfield this season. Um, I'm not sure it's their midfield that's their strong point, but yeah, it's. They still enjoyed. I think 85 percent of the ball. I think in the first half. I think Reed's. I think Reed's put down enough of a marker against Fulham in the previous game to warrant continued inclusion in the side. I think Cardiff need him. Agreed. Junior Hoylett's the one that worries me. Yeah. You know, I know. He's a, you know, he, I think he was probably the first name on Warnock's team sheet last season, Dom. Um, as soon as he's got the chance to bring him back into the team, he, he brings him back into the team this season. I'm not seeing Junior firing as a way we can. Josh Murphy is actually showing what to do on the other flank. He's direct, he's quick, he's trying to create things. He's taking them on as well. Hoylet's not even That's what I mean about he's it. direct, yeah. And so Hoylet worries me. I'd almost rather see Arta come back in and Reed moved out onto the other side, if you like. Back to the team that played for them. Yeah, but... You know, potentially with a different shape if necessarily, but I, I'd like to see that side. So I think what one thing he has learned is that he needs Harry Arter in his team. Yeah, he left him out obviously, knowing that if he got um, a booking, he'd be suspended from what is a more important game. But Blakey says that's a, that's a gamble and that puts pressure on you when you do that. It does, but who's to say that that Cardiff would have got a point with Harry Arter playing anyway? Don, we sat here last week. I predicted a three-goal defeat. I thought it'd be three 0 rather than four yeah. one. Um, I know you and Nathan thought it'd be a lot tighter than that. It could have been e- either or, really. Been one goal could have been three or four. Cardiff weren't get, what whatever eleven they picked. Cardiff weren't going to get anything from a game at Anfield. The only way they were going to do it is, as I said, they keep it nil nil by hook or by crook till about sixty five seventy minutes, and then there's a possibility of something. But even then, you'd think that Liverpool's front three would come up trumps with the amount of possession that they had, would have in a game of this of this sort of making, if you like. I think Camarasa was a big plus, would you go along with that? And, and Gunnison seems to be to be getting there. Warnock was loath to take him off, I think, but again, had to do so with other games in mind. Yeah, nothing new there, though. They're, they're both highly, highly capable footballers. So, you know, those two and Arthur are definitely the way forward in the midfield. Um I don't think he's particularly learned anything there. Camaras is a very, very talented footballer and we know what Gunnison brings to the party. Yeah. Well, we, we look ahead then to um, a game we hope will, will go on. Our condolences go out to everyone at Leicester City Football Club after the tragic 
helicopter crash outside the King Power Stadium following their 1-1 draw with West Ham. Obviously, tragic events, Paul. We, st- we still don't know where that game's going to go ahead. We're, we're getting statements from, from Cardiff City. Yeah, I do think that there are big games coming up for Cardiff, though. Um, you know, these games at home against the, the Leicesters, the Brightons, the Southamptons, these are the games that will define Cardiff's season. It's not a trip to Anfield or a home match against Manchester City or Arsenal or a trip to Stamford Bridge to face Chelsea. Um, who's the other one in the top five? Tottenham or a trip to Wembley to play Spurs. Yeah, Those games are not going to define Cardiff's season, even if they pick up the odd point here or there. So I, I, come, I see where Blake is coming from. But, you know, the key is winning the matches against the teams in the lower half of the table. They are six-pointers even at this stage of the season. That's what will determine Cardiff City's Premier League fate. Not whether they win, whether they draw, lose 1-0 or lose 4-1 at Anfield. It's immaterial, really. Mm, They've got to win those games against teams around them. And the next time they play a big team, if you call Manchester United a big team, is on December the 22nd. So that's a a big run of fixtures for Cardiff up until Christmas. Yeah, and and you know we were looking at these fixtures. They've played the top five already. Um, the other clubs down at the bottom there, not all of them. I think Southampton have only played two of them, for example. Yeah. Um, so you could argue Cardiff have got some of their tough fixtures out of the way in the opening nine games. I remember, if we can rewind quickly to June the 16th or whenever it was when the fixtures came out, I remember we looked at it and we thought, well, this is a decent start to the season for Cardiff. You know, they've got Huddersfield, Newcastle, early doors, Bournemouth away. These are, in inverted commas, winnable games. I don't think we looked at the first nine as a block. No, we looked at the but first But if we, if we were to, really, to we? rewind now, um, to go back in history, if you like, I think we'd probably look at that and think, this is a tough opening nine matches for Cardiff City. Mm. And so they've got five of the really difficult ones out of the way. They haven't got a single point from them. Um, can they Can they build on this? They've shown enough. They're, they're outclassed against the superior opposition. There's no shame in, in, in that for anybody. These are these are top top Premier League sides that they're coming up against, and that gulf's getting bigger as well, isn't it? Between the top five or so, six and the rest of the pack, I, I think. think so. I mean, you know, it's not just about their um, their skill levels. It's not just about the skill levels of these players. I just think their fitness and everything. They just look, they just look on a different plane. You know, there were a couple of incidents in that game at Anfield where Cardiff defenders, one of them being Joe Bennett, who is no slouch, had a three or four yard start on Mo Salah. The ball went loose beyond them to back towards Cardiff's goal. And Salah just ate up the ground and yeah. got to the ball. I had a first first um, Bennett and I think it was Bamba in the second half. And, you know, they're, they're not used to players with that zip coming up against them, these defenders. No, and Warnock will certainly, certainly prime his team for, for these games against the, mid, the mid-table sides, if you like. Uh, right, thanks, Paul. That's probably uh, enough for this week's slightly different boot room we hope you uh, enjoy that obviously we'll keep you updated on Wales Online with all the events surrounding the tragic events at Leicester City and of course our condolences uh, to everyone connected with the club from us today that's enough for Blakey's boot room and we'll be back very very soon thanks for listening